You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. Well, welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I hope that you have had a really good day. You know, at the time that this is going to be publishing, we're kind of right in the the height of winter in the middle of January. And I know that here in Ohio, that's usually this is the point where we're kind of like, oh my goodness, we need some sun because we just don't get a lot of sun here. Um, And so I hope that wherever you're at today, you're experiencing some sunshine, even if it is a little bit chilly. Um, But as always, it is a Monday and I am so excited to be just getting another interview in front of you, um, sharing more resources, helping you hopefully get off to a great start here in 2024 as you're thinking about growing your family, navigating whatever that journey looks like for you. Um, And before I introduce today's guest, I want to tell you something a little funny. You know, most of the time when I'm sitting down with guests on Zoom, my guests are not anywhere near me. You know, we've had guests overseas. We've had guests on the other side of the U.S. You know, we're usually coordinating with different time zones, and I'm not going to say we always coordinate well. (laughs) The time zone conversion is actually quite complex. Um, But, you know, usually I'm jumping on Zoom and the the guest is somewhere way over there and we're like oh wow you live here and i live there well today that's actually not the case and i live in a city of about 2 million people we're a pretty good sized um pretty good sized midwest little town i guess you could say and my guest happens to work I don't even think a mile down the road from my house. Um, And so I just think that's amazing. You know, you can go far, you can go close. And there are just so many people who are passionate about fertility and preconception um, everywhere you turn around. So with that, welcome, Dr. Kayla. Thank you for taking time um, to hop on Zoom with me, even though we really probably could have just driven down and hopped on the Zoom call together. (laughs) But welcome. Thanks for uh, taking a little time this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. And Hannah and I were able to meet up at a Starbucks for coffee a couple of weeks ago. And when we were coordinating where to meet, yeah, we realized we are less than a mile down the road from each other, my office and her home. So very exciting and fun to be able to connect with you all wherever you are in this beautiful world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing I love about this like digital world is it doesn't it's like near and far, we can all be together and we can all connect and we can all be, uh, you know, growing together on this journey. Um, but you know what, one thing that I'm really excited about is, you know, we've had a lot of different types of guests on this show. Um, but you are the first doctor of physical therapy that we have ever brought on to discuss fertility, discuss preconception. Um, and so I'm sure that anyone who just heard that was like, hold on, what? Oh, physical therapy. That's not usually something you hear in this space. So I'd love to know, what has that journey been like for you? Did you plan to go into women's health right from the get-go or did you arrive there by some other way? Yeah, I love that question. So I began my career in sports medicine. I worked for Ohio State Sports Medicine, so a very large research-based institution where I had done all of my education, dream job to start out from school, great mentorship, but I was seeing all of my clients 
at their wit's end. So I was seeing a lot of clients who had sciatica during pregnancy, but were still trying to do CrossFit. Or I saw women who were postpartum trying to run a marathon and having excruciating back pain or hip pain that was stopping them from reaching their goal. I saw a lot of clients post knee surgery, hip surgery, back surgery, right? All of the things, but very much on the retroactive, on the far end of the spectrum. And my background is in exercise science as an undergrad. And so that was more on the like preventative and proactive side of things. But then as a doctor of physical therapy, we really learned how to rehab individuals post-injury. And I just felt at this crossroads of wanting to start a family ourselves, my husband and I, and being like, why is everything so retroactive? Like, why can't we be proactive in supporting the body? including for conception, because there is no better form of preventative care than helping both you and the baby growing within you, right? Um, So I did a deep dive into preconception care, into a holistic approach to care. When I had asked my gynecologist, when we were starting to think about growing our family, you know, what can I do to support my body preconception? Their answer was, oh, just don't worry about it. Just go out fun and come back and see me in six months if you're not pregnant. Or if you have three miscarriages, then we'll dive into things. And that did not sit okay with me. As a healthcare professional myself, I was like, there's got to be so much we can do. I've learned the way nutrition affects our body. It's our body's building blocks. I've learned how movement can overstress the body or stress it just right. And so I did continuing education in that space but also just really use my own like intellect um, from all that I have learned and pieced it together because there's not a lot out there that's super specific and science-backed for preconception care. So a lot of my training became in prenatal and postpartum care and then bridging that gap into preconception for supporting women in that phase as well. So I now have two children and I'm pregnant with my third. I'm actually due February 5th. So very (laughs) soon from when you all are hearing this. So maybe baby will have come early. We'll see. Um, So I have been through that preconception, pregnancy and postpartum journey three times now. And each time learn more about my body, but also have helped hundreds of women along their journey through my private practice, where I do one-on-one physical therapy and holistic wellness. Mm, Well, that's quite the journey and very exciting. Congratulations, by the way, on expecting your next little one. Um, But yeah, you know, I... I totally, like you were saying, the the fertility preconception space is like this gap when it comes to uh, really anything movement geared, uh, which is which is something that I have really noticed. I think in my time in this space, and and I've been I've been in fertility for about five years now, and I think I've only come across one, maybe two specialists who somehow incorporated that component into their work in a big way. And I think that's so interesting because, you know, this, this time before we get pregnant is so important. Now, one thing that you said there when you were talking about your journey is that you were, you were saying that movement can stress the body or it can help the body. And I really, I really like that and wondered if you could just kind of like hover there for a minute. Um, talk about that. I, I know that that's kind of, you almost summed up one of the things that I see being a recurrent topic 
in our fertility community of either being told just blanketly to, well, you've just got to push your body and just, you know, force it to do this stuff. Or on the flip side, you're like, no, just, you know, just, just let it be, you know? So I'd love your perspective there. Yeah, absolutely. So anytime we are exercising the body, we are applying stress to it. Now, some level of stress is good. We actually need stress to occur to the tissues, to our muscles, to break down our muscle fibers, to help them repair stronger. Same thing if we're working on mobility, we can lengthen those muscles, which stresses the tissue to the right degree. But if we over lengthen and stress it too far, we can see a muscle strain or a muscle tear right? Same kind of thing when we are strengthening, we can overdo it where we get extreme amounts of soreness and exhaustion, or we can do it just right. And so it's finding that balance and that looks different for everyone. But where this comes into play for fertility and why it's important is that if we are breaking down our muscles too much, we are exercising at a high intensity, you know, more than four days a week, We are exercising at a high intensity, meaning 80 to 100% of our max effort. That's too much. That is telling our body that we are in survival mode. And if we think of those primal instincts, it's like we are chasing um, or we're running away from a bear or a predator. And that's not a safe space for new life to come into. So we want to exercise more at a moderate intensity. So moderate intensity is 60 to 80% of your max effort. So let's think weight training, for instance. If you can do 10 reps and on that 10th rep of a bench press, let's say, you are like pushing at max effort to make it happen. Well, let's back it down to six to eight reps of that not working for the eight to 10 reps. And so the same goes into play if you are running or if you are you know, doing a group fitness class and you are pushing for that 15th repetition of a step up, back it down, slow your pace down. So you're more in that 60 to 80% max effort, moderate intensity rate. A good way you know, to do it that's not as sciencey is to just ask if you can talk, you know, like can we call it the talk test? Could you hold a conversation while you're jogging? Could you ask the friend next to you a question during that group fitness class? You're probably exercising at an intensity that is more moderate. Okay. So we want to live in that range as often as possible because we are getting that really good endorphin boost when we are in that moderate intensity. If we back it way down where we're only in the lower intensity end of the spectrum, Think things like restorative yoga. Um, That can feel really great for the body, but I like to weave that in maybe two or three days of the week because it's a very good calming for your nervous system activity. But if that's all we're doing, then we're not really getting the benefits of that endorphin boost and the strength building components of more the moderate intensity. So it's finding the right balance. And again, that's different for each person, but in general, I like to alternate days. So let's say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday are your moderate intensity days. And then Tuesday, Thursday are your yoga, restorative poses kind of days. And then you have a day of rest. Mm, I I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, You know, in going back to the the bear in the woods thing, you know, we've talked about that quite a bit here on the show. We talk about it pretty hefty in my course. You know, it's that big concept that I love that I'm hearing more and more 
professionals talking about because we we do live in this triggered state where our bodies are constantly like okay where's you know where's the next threat coming from and you know we don't think about the fact that you know a lot of, it could be things like over exercising or it could be things like our cell phone that just never stops buzzing and is somehow always always two inches away from you unless you have a toddler who some who likes to run off and take face pictures but that's you know that's beside the point um <laughs> Uh, but, but, you know, what you just described to me sounds like a really balanced, just general approach, but in some ways, you know, it does kind of break down it, that, uh, that, that fitness mentality that I even hear in, you know, among women, like if I don't just push hard and I don't just go for it, you know, I might not, not get the weight loss that I'm looking for, or I might not, you know, achieve this athletic performance in, in, when we're talking about fertility and preconception, is that the time to be thinking about maybe hitting a peak performance or is that a time that maybe we need to be reevaluating? It's definitely a time to be reevaluating. And it's not to say that you can't still have performance seeking activities. You can still run a half marathon or a marathon, but that's if you've always been a runner, right? So if you've never been a runner and that is a goal of yours, but it's also a goal of yours to conceive a child within the next three months, then it's probably not the time, right? Or to be realistic with it. Okay, I'm going to do this half marathon first or this marathon because it's a really big goal of mine and I've never been a runner, but I want to do it. Well, then being realistic with yourself that you may want to start trying to conceive after that activity. Hmm. But if you're somebody who's ran multiple marathons, that's not as high of an intensity event for you because you've done it before. So the stress surrounding that event isn't as great. And it's totally fine to try to conceive while you're also training because your body is used to that level of intensity. So when I'm working with clients one-on-one, we are individualizing their exercise regimen to them because it can look very different across the spectrum. But that's where I like the moderate versus low intensity and high intensity, because we can all look at that framework and be like, oh, this is what's high intensity for me. I'm going to back it down to moderate intensity, sprinkle in some lower intensity days. And that feels really good. Yeah. The, the feeling really good. That's a, that's a good spot to be in. Yes. So one of the things that we don't really, I feel like address well enough in fertility space, you know, especially in the space that I stand in where a lot of our listeners, they've been trying for a long time. They've done a lot of things, you know, we don't always like to think about pregnancy, but I want to shift our conversation here for a second, because one thing that keeps coming to my mind that I know is a really big deal when we are thinking about getting pregnant is getting our bodies in a shape that carries us into pregnancy well. Um, And so I'd love to talk about that for a minute. Um, We still have plenty of time, Um, but, but how can that intent, well, not intense, but intentional focus preconception benefit once you do get to the point of pregnancy? Yes. I love this question. And my clients who are reaching out proactively, like this is exactly what we cover. Um, So number one is understanding your breath and how, when we breathe, we really should be connecting with our pelvic floor and our deep core. So our pelvic floor is this hammock of muscles that lives within our pelvis. So if we're sitting on a bike seat, what is contacting that bike seat? Those are actually all muscles. So yes, we have a bone on the front and the bone in the back, but the hammock in between 
It's all contractile muscles and those muscles need to be responsive. So as we inhale, as we breathe in, our diaphragm should drop. And our pelvic floor should also drop and should lengthen. So if you're sitting, I invite you to do this with me now. Sit nice and tall. And as you take a nice breath in, feel a little bit of downward pressure into your seat between your sit bones. That is your pelvic floor lengthening. As you exhale, feel a gentle lift up and away from your sitting surface. And that is a gentle contraction of those pelvic floor muscles. So as we inhale, we should get lengthening into those pelvic floor muscles. And as we exhale, we should get a gentle lift up and in of those pelvic floor muscles. So working on 360 degree breathing, diaphragmatic breathing is really integral to start connecting breath with movement of the pelvic floor. And then you can connect that into any specific exercises like squatting, like deadlifting, like bridges. So that when you are pregnant and you are having to pick up a heavier laundry basket, your pelvic floor is able to automatically turn on with that exhale and support you. Because we do see common diagnoses during pregnancy like prolapse or diastasis recti or sciatica pain, hip pain, low back pain, right? There are so many things that pop up for women and something as simple as understanding how to coordinate your breath with the movements you're doing will help support your pelvis and thereby your baby and help reduce the risk of these types of things. So breath is number one. Number two is really working on our stabilizing muscles in our hips and our glutes. So all of the muscles that attach to the pelvis, usually women are strong in our glutes, our main glute max that kicks that leg back. But we also have two side glute muscles that are very important for stabilizing the pelvis. So if you've ever heard of somebody having SI joint pain or sciatica pain during pregnancy, it is because we are not doing a good job stabilizing at the pelvis. So doing sideline leg lifts where we are really targeting that back pocket glute muscle or doing side planks, those are really good functional ways to work in strengthening that muscle group. Um, and then just intentionally working that into your workouts a couple of times a week so that you're setting yourself up for success during pregnancy. Because when that time comes, I want you to enjoy pregnancy, to be able to stay active, to keep doing the things that bring you joy, whether that's traveling or exploring your city or whatever it may be. We do need the proper strength, but also mobility for that. Mm, yeah, I think that's awesome and exciting because, you know, we have almost a culture of ugh, like pregnancy, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so common and normal to get into that season, whatever that journey looked like to get there. And it just not be great because you don't physically feel well. A lot of times, maybe you weren't really that active beforehand and it's difficult to start being active, but it's like the flip side of saying, you know, I want to have a good experience. I want to feel good. I want to be able to move and do things. Uh, and that's exciting. That should be super exciting and super motivating as we're thinking about transitioning into this season. Yes. Especially if you are in a season of waiting, like knowing there are things that you can do now to support your body now, like that's going to help you feel better now as well but then also in pregnancy that your future self will be so grateful for. I, in my third pregnancy, had like no first trimester symptoms. I've been able to go hiking with a 40-pound toddler on my back and have not had pain or leakage or prolapse, you know? So 
you can do these things during pregnancy. And, you know, pregnancy is part of our, our life and our life wellness cycle. It's not an injury or a diagnosis, right? So I think it's so often it's pinned as like a diagnosis, like almost in a negative way, but it's, it's part of the natural cycle of life. And there is so much you can still do to support your body during pregnancy that doesn't have to feel like it's a condition. Mm, that's great. And, and helpful too, to kind of just give that mindset of this is life. It's not just <laughs> not something that has to happen to you. You can, you can prepare well and, and go through it, enjoying it. Right. Yeah. Well, Dr. Kayla, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Um, I know that you have a preconception course, you work with clients and you've got a great Instagram presence. So I'd love to be able to share before we wrap up all of those things and just let listeners know where they can connect with you. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Kayla Borchers. I share just a lot of free videos and tips to help you along your journey. And on my website, drkaylaborchers.com, I've got a free blog and free resources for you there. And then drkaylaborchers.com slash preconception is where you'll find my preconception course. So this is a holistically well preconception where we really dive into, yes, movement, but also understanding your cycle and hormone health and nutrition for fertility. So I brought in a functional medicine nutrition nutritionist and then a functional medicine nurse practitioner to give guest lectures during this course because I really wanted it to be all-encompassing. So that is my a holistically well preconception. And you can find that at drkaylaborchers.com slash preconception. And it's a self-paced course where you go through six weeks of modules, but it's available for you whenever you need it because we all go through preconception journeys at different times. So each year I do have like a cohort who we move through it together with, but it's also available for you whenever you feel like you need that support. Mm, excellent. And I believe your the nutrition expert that you brought into the course is the same one that we had on the show. We had Alyssa Broadwater on. Yeah, oh, um, wonderful. I want to say episode... Oh, I can't remember. It was early on in the, in the single digit episode. So for anyone who's listening, that was a great episode. She's just cool. a wealth of knowledge. Yes. Um, so that's an awesome one to kind of go back and find and listen to, uh, yes. but we will include links to all of those in the show notes so that those of you who are listening can easily find them. But thank you so much again for taking the time to be with us today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to connect with you all. Well, that wraps up today's show. Um, as always, we put out a new show every single Monday, um, which means that when you subscribe on whatever platform it is that you listen to podcasts every single Monday, you have a brand new episode waiting for you. So if you haven't subscribed yet, take a minute to do that. Just hit that button and then you won't miss any of the good stuff that we have coming up. Um, but with that, we're going to sign off for today. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on Monday. Bye for now. Hey friends, are you tired of taking your temperature every single morning? Well, I want to introduce you to the Temp Drop. The Temp Drop is a wearable fertility monitor that automatically takes your basal body temperature. It's compatible with polycystic ovarian syndrome and can even be used postpartum, making this an extremely versatile device to have on hand. What's great about this monitor is that it will automatically sync with your cell phone app, making it simple to take your temperature and track it.
Now you can save on the Temp Drop if you head over to tempdrop.com and use the code BLISSBERRYWELLNESS. 